0: Hey, it's a girl, Claudia Jordan. Bear with me. My voice is on struggle. It's Friday and we're back with TGIF. We had to spill the tea break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. Late on the show, we're catching up with the cast members from Love and Marriage Huntsville. People have been talking about them on social media, Maurice and Kimmy Scott. You do not want to miss this. And we're putting two soulmates in the hot seat to see who was the ultimate super fan of TGIF. So sit back, relax. And get everybody, for this tea. I'm drinking this tea to get this voice together. What's up, Al? What's up, Q? I'm gonna need your well, help tonight. Girl, you know we, we,
1: you know we got, you. got you. You know we got you, girl.
2: Al, you sipping
1: tea too. You got you got I heard you say over the break, you got COVID.
2: <laughs> well, thanks for telling my medical history I told y'all in the last episode He had that nasty woman's disease Y'all didn't want to believe me <laughs> What in the world? Uh, yeah, I did I, I tested positive for COVID today But I'm going to take another one tomorrow Just to make sure
1: Is people still falling out from COVID and dying? I'm just asking
2: mm, I don't know But, the, you know, the the insurgent general has said That there's been a huge spike in new COVID cases um, and I'm thinking it's because of we're traveling more, you know, the summertime is here. We're traveling. I just got back from Essence. I was with you, obviously, but, you know, hugging and kissing and shaking and, and holding babies. <laughs> or it could be the planes, Who know, so I said he tried
1: to throw that I was with you, but I ain't got it, baby. I got a clean bill of health over here. <laughs> Why somebody
0: say that I sound like Chris Sean?
1: Oh, you sound like Krishan. You do sound like Krishan, but the beautiful thing is you have your front tooth. So we're gonna we're gonna rock with that and we're gonna keep that Krishan <laughs> okay. off of you.
0: I, I was a little afraid I had COVID, so I took a home test, but it just hit me overnight. Like I was scratchy yesterday and it just out of nowhere, just it just took over last night and it was gone. And um I do feel lightheaded, like I feel lightheaded, like I do have COVID, but we're gonna pray. I don't. Um, okay. Y'all yeah, feeling good? My feeling own- good.
1: No, let's let's get let's get it going, baby. We gotta we got, a, we got a, a jam-packed show today, so let's get it going.
0: All right, y'all. Kim Zolciak and her husband Croy called up their divorce. According to sources, they're getting along and want to work things out for the sake of their children. What do y'all think about this update, Al?
2: Hey, I told you and Q, I told you and Q, and y'all have argued me down. I told you they weren't gonna get a divorce. I told you I thought it was all for press. I, too many dynamics were going on, foreclosure, four kids, really six kids. I think this was all a ploy, and I think she must have signed or he must have signed or they must have signed some type of deal for them to be coming back together.
1: I think this is trifling and the district. Charged them for all of them 911 calls and all those police officers <laughs> that they sent out to the house. And see, it's people like her that make us not take domestic situations serious because I knew she was too damn calm when she was talking about that man was locking her ass in the bathroom, or he locked himself in the room or took her wigs or whatever it is they had going on. I miss the days when people would actually hire publicists and put together well thought out publicity stunts. Um, now, these hoes just playing in our face. Um, and I don't like it. Uh, anything that they have, reality TV wise, It may have gotten you the deal, but it's going to get you the viewers because I'm not going to watch because y'all have already told me that y'all are about stunts and shows. So that's what the show is going to be about. So, you know, um, I'm never going to root for the disillusion of a family, um, but stop playing in our face. And please stop calling 911 with as much crime is going on in Atlanta. They breaking in people's cars every day. You can't even go to Kroger without your window being in the parking lot when you get out. The water boys is harassing people at the corner of Lenox and Peachtree. You can't go to Linux Mall without getting shot up. All the restaurants is closing down. Cost of living is through the roof. Groceries is high as direct government. Stop calling nine one one and keep y'all white people business in y'all white people foreclosed house.
0: Ooh. Brittany said, "What about the nasty wigs people bought from her?"
3: Rep- <laughs> All
1: right, <laughs> <laughs> report them license infested wigs to your bank stolen, or if you had pay, if you got PayPal or American Express. You can tell them the delivery person sneezed on your package and they'll refund your money. So just tell them Amazon sneezed on your package, get your money back, and all is calm.
0: Hugh, we got some comments.
1: All right. We got uh, Living Life 6521 said she was scared that she was going to go back to the trailer park. She was desperate. She absolutely was. Let me tell you something. Betty Wright told the girls a long time ago Having a piece of man is better than having no man at all So I'm going to just take what I got and work with it, baby Okay, listen If you're going to be broke You might as well be broke with a partner, somebody who can help you All right, you drive Lyft in the daytime And he drive Uber at night Ain't no need of being broke with all them damn kids By your damn self And quiet as it's kept with Kim being the cash cow she going to need somebody to wash that litter of puppies That she don't damn had round to that house um, Hot Commodity 77 said she just going to go back to making sure her bag is secured. Then they're going to break up again. Probably so. But Al, I got a question for you. Do you think she going back to the Real Housewives of Atlanta or you think she probably got her own show?
2: Let me tell you, I'm going to agree with Kava Lisa, who said that they probably got a Bravo or Wee TV show out of this. So I can see her over at We. I can see her doing another platform on another network. I think something is brewing and we're going to find out in the next six to 12 months.
0: All right, fellas. The soulmates have been asking for the tea on this one. So let's serve it up. Rapper. Well, that's debatable. Blueface is back in the news, stirring up controversy on social media for asking his six-year-old son if he's gay. Has Blueface crossed the line once again, Q?
1: Does a line even exist with Blueface? Um, With this story, the line being crossed was not him asking his son if he was gay. The line being crossed is having those half-naked women running around that damn house with a multi-thousand dollars worth of jewelry on and no food in the damn pantry. The little boy was in the pantry not because he was running from booty cheeks as if he even knows what they are, but because he was hungry. And listen, my grandma said, sorry, women feed their kids cereal. Them hoes ain't even had no cereal in that damn pantry for the damn baby to eat. Um, This is what I want to say to the greater community. Y'all always pushing y'all sexuality on the kids. Why y'all pushing sexuality on the kids? The kids is too young. They they shouldn't be exposed every time I turn on my TV, somebody pushing sexuality on the children because oftentimes the dominant culture tends not to consider heterosexuality as a sexuality, but because it's the one that you practice and the one that you're familiar with, y'all get so blind and turn the blind eye to this. And the last point I want to make is, these subtle questions that you ask your child, are you gay? And then you applaud them when they say no. Those are the silent cues that send children the message that they can't come out or they can't be who they are because it's not applauded. So I just want you guys to know you don't have to necessarily walk around your household saying sissy, faggot, bull, dagger I hate the gays in order for your children to get the message that you hate the gays.
2: oh you know what, Claudia? We could be mad all day about how about Blueface questioning his son. We could be mad all day about how he's raising his child with strippers and smoking and drinking. We could be mad all day about how the son, because this is the part that got me was how the son looked at him asking that question, how the son was in, interpreting the question. But we cannot pretend in our communities, parents don't pray that their kids are not gay. I mean, it's just simply a part of the black community culture. And it used to be back in the day when I was growing up, you used to pray that your daughter stayed off the pole and you prayed that your son wasn't gay. Blueface happens to be, in my opinion, a 100% reflection of the sentiment in our community. Now, society has turned the page because we've gotten legislation, we got new laws surrounding the LBGTQ community, but it's our community that we have to take a, a stronger look in, right? If any of us if, or if any of you are going to criticize this young man's take or him asking that question, then we as a community need to look at ourselves, we need to look at our friends, and we need to look at our families first. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And you know what's so funny, uh, piggybacking off your topic, uh, it's so sad that in our community, y'all would much rather y'all sons be blue-faced than be gay. You know what That's I'm saying? Right. And that, 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 that really says a lot about the introspection you need to take on your views and morals. But uh, D- Davis Brittany said, poor baby had to scrounge to find some Slim gems." <laughs> and uh, County Girl, said, I feel sorry for all the kids. Krishan has a warrant for her arrest. Um, and the last same Florida the last same Florida said, it's disheartening that some people can reproduce because not everybody deserves the privilege of being a parent.
0: Now, this isn't just a black thing. I saw a thing on Twitter where they said, would you rather your son be in the KKK or homosexual and it was overwhelming these white people said in the kkk mm-hmm. that, is, that is so sad
3: mm-hmm.
0: all right trash all right speaking of someone who's feeling the heat jennifer lopez has found herself in hot water after announcing the launch of her alcohol brand d lola the news was met with backlash from fans who called out JLo for not being a drinker and pointed out ben affleck's past struggles with alcoholism. Jennifer Jennifer spoke directly to her fans via social media. To clear things up, let's take a look.
4: I do enjoy the occasional cocktail.
5: I do drink responsibly. I don't drink to get faced. I drink to be social and have a nice time and just kind of relax.
0: What's your take on this? Is it just a money grab, Al?
1: It's it's actually a money grab. Let me tell y'all something. Lopez mouth in his last statement now listen I'm not mad with her mama got a business to, 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 to protect and listen rather she drink or not y'all, all right but you don't get as athletic as Jennifer is as youthful as she is the endurance that she has not drinking she did not magically start drinking this is just a response to the backlash and it's the perfect response um, maybe on New Year's she may have an occasional sip of champagne or something, but she really does strike me as a non-drinker.
5: Oh. Uh, I
2: don't know if I agree with Q on this one. I know that she works with Benny Medina, and that man is one of the smartest men in managing talent and branding them according to their lifestyle. And she did share in an interview, and in I think one of the glossy magazines, I can't remember if it was Vogue or Vanity Fair, that, you know, she, she didn't drink in 2019, but things have changed. And one thing we know, Jennifer Lopez is worth $400 million. She's got a J-Lo beauty line worth 75000000 million. She's got a professional fume line and she's got a lifestyle line that's all doing super well. And I think now that she is taking on spirits, it's probably because she's doing spirits because that's how Benny Medina markets her. And we know that Bethany Frankel sold her spirits company for $100 million. This is just another branding opportunity for her to expand her brand and make some money. And I think we're pushing back because we're not familiar with Jennifer being a drinker and we also aren't comfortable with her selling uh, spirits considering the problems that her new husband has with it. So Black Neptune says she is literally
1: the female Diddy. And D. Mosley says, I'm so sick of hips. She can have several seats for a minute. And Callie Girl Shea said, let that lady make her money. I'm with it. Let that lady make her money. Right. Uh, but don't play in our face. That's, that's going to be the theme for this year. Don't play <laughs> in our face. Like, I, I think i just have more respect for you if you'd have been like, I created this line for my friends because I know this is the thing they like. Don't just don't lie. You came out. So you one, don't
2: think you don't think she drinks?
1: Not, not, not enough to have a spirit line. I don't. <laughs> I need a spirit no, line. Got- I need a spirit. If
2: anybody need a drink line, you
1: need a drink line. Oh, so she-
2: a drink line. <laughs> Unless she's drinking down at the bar where the Honda car. Okay, yeah. Like y'all I, do. She can't. but have a
1: but, line. but I will say this. I'm not going to knock it. Listen, I ain't mad with anybody who find an outlet for making money. You got men, men selling weave and wigs that don't wear them. You got male hair. You know, you don't, you don't have to necessarily use a product to be good at marketing it.
0: I mean, we can't be hypocrites. Anybody that works on television or is in a business has had to endorse something that they may not even have yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Radio host Shirley Strawberry's husband, Ernesto Williams, was recently arrested on fraud and child pornography charges. Now, police allegedly found an indecent photo of an underage child on his computer. Ernesto was uh, arrested with another woman who was said to be his girlfriend, oh. Erica King. Jesus Christ. They were both allegedly charged with running a credit repair scam. She, she looked like she's slow. <laughs>
1: She looked like the underage child and the animals that he was caught with allegedly
0: What y'all think they've been asking for this story all week listen I just want to hear about this story.
1: listen it is the first thing shirley scarberry miss <laughs> shirley i don't even know this lady but miss shirley I'm sorry. You set your ass up on that Steve Harvey morning show and read everybody business and had something to say about everybody business in the strawberry letter. And baby, now you the strawberry letter, the strawberry lemonade and the strawberry jam. Second of all, ladies. Oh, ladies, listen to me. Good daughter. Y'all gonna get enough of listening to Steve Harvey and letting Steve Harvey fix people up because Steve Harvey allegedly fixed Sherry Strawberry up with this man. What? All three of us was at the first Steve Harvey fix-up, which was Cynthia Bailey and Mike Hill. <laughs> and we see how that turned. We see how that turned out. No shade to Cynthia, because that's our girl. <laughs> then he don't set Shirley Scrawberry up, with this ambassador for the Humane Society, and this man that's found with these underage pictures. And y'all still want to think like a man and act like a man, and buy these books and go on this show and all this other stuff. How about new? Okay, how about you think like Jesus and do like Mary Magdalene? How about that? Y'all gonna get enough of listening to damn Steve Harvey. Quiet as a step, Steve Harvey can sh- all Marjorie over there doing the spinning up all his damn money anyway. He can't see it. So I don't understand why y'all would say. Any advice from Steve Harvey. That's all I got to say
0: on it. Fun fact. I was on Steve Harvey's show. I'm one of those fixer-up shows. I did not go out with either one of the guys, so... Yeah, just going to look that up. Al, what you think about this? They've been wanting to hear about this all week.
2: Man, everything about this story is just wrong. Shirley, come on and She's beautiful. All I can say is Steve Harvey dubbed her the best voice in radio. I'm going to dub her as deaf, dumb, and blind to love because that's the only reason she should be involved with this guy right here.
0: But do we blame her for him being Uh,
2: he's got got, what three or four decades of criminal history like
1: and then after he got caught with this she wrote a letter to the damn judge advocating on on his behalf for him to get you know released and bond and bail and all that type of stuff um, Shirley, Shirley Strawberry, you's a damn fool, all right. Harlem Park House said, as long as she tell it like she tell everybody else business, she'll be all right. Just don't do a Wendy, and you see what happened to Wendy. Her legs swole up, and her mind bad. That's
2: what happened.
1: <laughs> Listen, when you run away from your own teeth, it'll run to your ankles, and it'll sit there. <laughs>
0: Can we have the picture up as I go to this tease of the, the girl and the, and the man one more time? As we go to this tease, please, I just want to leave the view oh with this. Oh, my goodness. Coming up next, we are catching up with the stars of Love and Marriage <laughs> Huntsville, Maurice and Kimmy Scott. Stick around. And wow, she getting D and none of us. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to more TGIF. Tonight's guests are the stars of the hit show, Love and Marriage Huntsville. And let's just say they are been having, uh, they've been trending a lot in the headlines. But first, let's take a look at their new season.
5: We went to the doctor Friday. They don't see anything. He said, marriage
4: is just difficult. Nobody should come to me and provide me with information about the company that I don't know about ahead of time.
3: She builds your business up to a multi-million dollar business and then you kick her out. Like you don't
4: respect her. That just irritated me. Absolutely not. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. The script. You said enough. I'm The same people you turning against me, how would they feel
5: if they know you still begging me to take you back?
0: Please welcome Maurice and Kimmy Scott.
5: Hey. Hey, hey y'all. Welcome.
0: How y'all feeling tonight? Are y'all nervous because y'all been all over the internet? Everyone's been chiming in, so how y'all feeling? Not at all. We're
3: comfortable now.
0: Because y'all came to TJF now.
1: (laughs) All right, so look. Listen, y'all already know how I come, but before we get into the T, we're going to take a small trip down memory lane to what sparked the love between you two. So let's start with you, Kimmy. What sparked the love between you two?
5: Uh actually we were introduced. We were introduced for the purposes of getting meeting each other. Um, and he was flipping houses and I was wanting to get into real estate. And so we did a lot of conversation about, you know, investment properties and that kind of thing. And in that time frame, we became really good friends. Um, and then I thought he was kind of cute. And I trolled him a little bit on social media. Uh had a couple lunches, and then I guess that's all she wrote.
1: Mm, with that lady husband, <laughs> you
5: know, I, we done had this conversation a long time. All don't, right,
1: so listen, Kimmy, you've been very transparent with your journey with breast cancer. Why was it important for you to use your platform to share this journey?
5: Um, initially, it actually wasn't Maurice. Actually, we had a long conversation where he felt like. I needed to kind of look at the bigger picture. Um, I, I can be a pretty good recluse, to be perfectly honest. And when I was first diagnosed, I kind of just kind of wanted to go away and take care of whatever I need to take care of. Um, and so after thinking it through, it just made sense with the platform that we have that I can help way more people continuing on the platform than kind of going home and dealing with it by myself.
1: Okay, good. We don't got all the good and warm and pudsies out of the way. Now, hit, now hit it. This how this going to go at this point. Maurice, I don't want no backpack. Talking in circles as no lawyer. I don't want no politician answers. I want direct answers. Don't, don't, don't back The nitty gritty. Now, hear me. Hear me. We I'm like to give you the opportunity. What you saying? I'm not that good. You know that. Okay, well, we're going to see. Kimmy, I'd like to give you the opportunity to respond to a headline. A sad case of a man. Love and Marriage Huntsville fans slam Maurice for demanding intimacy while Kimmy goes through chemotherapy. Kimmy, what is your response to the backlash that Maurice has been getting lately? So here's the thing.
5: Like, originally I didn't even watch it. He told me he had an interview with Carlos and usually I just kind of get the nuts and bolts of it. You know, he was like, well, we did this. He asked me about that da, da, da. and that. I didn't do anything. Um, and then when I finally saw stuff just kind of everywhere, I was like, oh my gosh, what did you say? I literally was like, what did you say? Um, and so one of the comments somebody keeps screenshotting around is the fact that I said, let me go see the interview. And people were like, I don't believe she hasn't seen it. And I just got life; like, we got stuff. So when I actually did see it, I told him, I said, that was disrespectful. Like, the words that you chose were cruel to me. It wasn't protecting me. The irony of the conversation in itself was that if you actually watch the show, I'm the one who initiated the conversation in regards to the fact that the chemo has affected my libido, and I know that affects him and his sexual injury. So he has never forced me to do one single thing. He has never made me. He has never implied he was going to leave me. So the headlines in order to get likes and tags, I absolutely get it. But the words that he chose to use throughout that interview, I felt were a bad choice of words in regards to me because it didn't protect me in the words that he chose to use to describe, like, I think he said, bend over and take it. That's like ridiculous. Like
0: that's ridiculous. And I told him, I said, that was just, that was awful. The wording choice was awful. You know, I want to jump in and say something real quick. I I was horrified too with some of the language. And um, I was, spoke about having a situation where it was the reverse. I had a man that had some issues. I want to ask both of you, Kimmy, I want to ask you first, do you feel the pressure? Like if I don't satisfy my man Even when I don't feel good, am I nervous? Am I, do I feel a way about the future of my marriage? And Maurice, if you could take back what you said, would you rephrase it or do you stand on exactly what you said?
5: So for me, like I said, we filmed it and everything. For Kimmy, I never felt like he was going to leave me. That wasn't the case whatsoever. Mm. However, even before our chemo issue came up, we already had conversation about our sex life. We talked about our sex life before we got married. So this is like an honest statement. In Kimmy's world, I had made up in my head seven days was the limit. Like I would never make my husband go more than seven days. I don't care if we're angry. I don't care what's going on. That was always Kimmy's rule in her head. And so in this case, we went about two weeks and I was like, so it was my choice because I know that that's fulfilling for both of us. It's fulfilling for both of us. Like at the end of the day, he's not the only one missing out. I'm missing out because I don't have the same climax. I don't have the same um, arousal. You know what I'm saying? So i never had that conversation based on the fact that I thought he was going to leave. I know I love my husband and that that is a big part of our world. Um, I don't physically hurt. It doesn't hurt me to have sex. It doesn't do that whatsoever. It was just the arousal of the moment and the climax that is very different for me. So I'm just not getting the same fulfillment out of the sexual activity that he was.
1: We got it. So let's get Maurice in here. Maurice, do you think it was selfish for you? to force your wife to suffer through it while she was fighting for her life? Your words.
3: Your words. Now, those (laughs) are my words. And I'm going to own the words that I say. However, you have to take everything into full context. I didn't have knowledge of her suffering. I didn't have knowledge of her rolling over and giving it to me when she didn't want to, right? Or didn't feel the need to. At the end of the day, this is the thing. She surprised the hell out of me on television talking about, you know what? I'm not getting it. I'm faking it.
2: <laughs>
3: All that stuff. Like, listen, it's on national TV. So I'm like, oh, really? So you're faking it this whole time. I'm thinking that you're doing it. And, and it puts everything into context when you watch the television show and then you actually see the interview. Because for me to find out that she's faking it. And then for me to analyze the situation and say it's admirable for her to do this because, number one, most people that do things for you let you know that they're doing it for you. They don't let you find out later on, oh, wow, you were actually hurting or you were going through something and you were sharing that and you were doing it for me. So, of course, I would change my words and give better context in any type of interview. However... I still so You don't
1: do it. You don't think it was a little cringy to even want to have sex with her while she was going through that? And I ask that because typically, if somebody's not feeling well, we don't make them cook, we don't make them wash the dishes, we may not make them take the, the kids to school, and all of those things are oftentimes considered a wife's duty. You didn't think it would be all right for her to forego that one duty while she was going through this? See, this is
3: the thing. We weren't doing all the day she was feeling good.
1: Unless, unless I didn't know
0: that's true. Interesting, interesting. So can you uh, ask, I asked you earlier, would you re- rephrase anything that you said? Because it seemed you, your wife just revealed that it was your words, right? You know, how you said things, bend over and take it. If you, I, I've done this many times, I've said stuff and it's like, I wish I would have said it like this. Would you rephrase anything? Would you, do, would you do over? Or are you like, no, I, I meant it exactly. Well, definitely.
3: Anytime my wife feels like she's not protected by whatever I do, that's my job. Mm-hmm. That's why God gave her to me, is to make sure that I have a covering and protection over her at all times. And if she feels like my words are crass, then I'll take my words. Uh, I'm not one of those people that say, Man, I said what I said. I now mind you, that's a great quote and everything else that goes around social media. I said what I said. I don't even know where that came from. But candy. I'm not one of those people. It came from Candy, Candy on the Housewives of Atlanta. She said it on one of the uh, But I'm not one of them. I said what I said. I said what I said. Hold
1: on, let me say it better the next time. So I, I and I know y'all probably been through this, and we know Martel and, and Melody have gone through this. The fans have been voicing their opinion about Maurice's remarks, and many of them that many of them are saying, you know, Kimmy should leave the relationship. Obviously, you're not going nowhere. But has all this scatterbutt from the fans affected you guys' relationship in any
3: way? Mm. I actually really don't care what people will say that that them love me, like they love me one day and they hate me the next. Mm-hmm. You know, I really care what Kimmy says. If Kimmy says it depends on her, guess what? I'll be changing. If Monster
2: that offends him,
5: Jalen, any of the kids, guess what? I'll change. But I think it's being on you know television that we have to take a lot of comments, whether we agree, don't agree. Mm-hmm. I usually take most of them with a grandest stall most of the time. However, I think I you know some of our fans to me just go overboard, like really for real. But in general, I felt like a lot of them were warranted that the communication, it was crashed. I mean, it was crass and, you know, non-protecting, disrespectful. Um, a lot of
0: those comments were on point. And yeah. I, I, I got to well, say this, as the woman here, and I'm sorry, Al, I know you have not no chance to say anything. I still haven't heard him rephrase it in a kinder way right here on the show. I've been trying to give you the opportunity because I feel like your wife is protecting you more than you're protecting her. I feel like she's protecting your rep. And I'm like, I, Kimmy, I'm, I should have said it like this. I'm sorry. And it's like, I feel so bad for her. Like, I can't imagine going through what she's going through. You saying that, and then me asking you twice if you would rephrase it. And you said, yeah, but you really haven't. It seemed like it's more about you than her still. In my opinion. Uh, it's just my yep. opinion. And you can. you know.
3: Let me, no, I understand where you're coming from. And, and what I said is you got to get it in the context. I'm not going to rephrase. You said what I rephrase it. Yes, I would rephrase it, but at the end of the day, what is our? We're talking about this because I've already said something, right? There's no taking it back. There's there's no ringing that bell. That bell's rung. That's why we're here. At right. the end of the, in the future, what I will do is I'll make sure that my wife feels protected. I don't feel any different about the situation. At the end of the day, my wife did something that most people won't do. Simply. She put her personal feelings aside. I never wanted her to do anything that, that was uncomfortable. I wanted her to stop working. I wanted her to put everything oh, to the side and let's get better. So, when she's doing things to find a sense of normalcy in life, guess what? I don't know because I'm not inside of her what makes her feel good, what doesn't make her feel good, when she's feeling good, when she's not. So, at the end, you know what?
2: Go Maurice, ahead. I feel that. Maurice and Kimmy, let's switch gears a little bit. This season on Love and Marriage Huntsville, we are seeing you all open up about the struggles of co-parenting, which is very commendable, I must say. But let me ask you a question. What do you think is the biggest challenge that you two are facing when it comes to co-parenting? And question number two, how are you working through it?
5: Our different set of opinions and with raising kids. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, the amount of responsibilities, I think for me right now, is the amount of responsibilities that I feel children should have, um, and us as parents should enforce, and I think he's a little more lax in that particular area. Um, and so it causes us a little, you know, on trying to raise a teenager.
3: Yeah, I think that um, the fact that Kenny has raised Jalen, and Jalen's doing excellent and amazing right now, um is a feather in her cat as far as that she's already been there done that. Uh, we're raising Monster right now. And even though things are different, even with Monster and Jalen, um, sometimes we still have a difference of opinion, even though I know that she's been successful in raising the young man.
1: You know, I, I don't um wanna belabor a point, but I just can't help but notice Kimmy, you look very uncomfortable right now. Me? Yeah, are you?
5: No, see, I'm not uncomfortable. What's funny, I guess, to me is that listening to the questions, and sometimes I think that he doesn't always answer the question at hand, and so I'm not uncomfortable at all. But sometimes I, in my head, I'm like, mm, "That's kind of not what she said," or, or like. He kind of hit you the ball two times and you kind of let it go two times. So I'm not uncomfortable, but in my head, I'm just trying not to interrupt him or push guide his answer in another direction. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I'm just trying to listen to, you know, his response.
0: I understand what you're saying, Kimmy, woman to woman. I think your husband loves you. It's obvious you love him. There's clearly a disconnect in the communication as a third party looking in. And um, I'm no expert because I'm not married. You guys are. But I've been in relationships that are similar to this. And um, my advice would be, Marcus, you don't, Maurice, you don't have to be inside of her to know how she thinks she's your wife. You see her every day. You know when she's sad. You know when something hurts her feelings. And Kimmy, I think you really protect him because there's a public light on y'all, and I get it. Because you don't want the public coming for your man. You love him. But at the end of the day, you can't, fully heal from anything when you're emotional. is to make sure your wife feels good and, you know, bend over and take it. This would be the perfect opportunity to rephrase it. You don't have to. We've been driving, pushing it. You don't have to. But it would have been nice to see, hear some kind words to rephrase that. Because if I heard a man say that about me, never met, And she has to already go through so much. And she's, you said it. Your wife is willing to go. I've been with a fine ass men that are beautiful and everything is perfect in our, not perfect, but things are good in our relationship, but I'm turned off from something small. I couldn't imagine going through chemo and what that feels like. And then having the magnifying glass of of, of a reality show. As a couple, because it will tear you apart. Been there, done that. I'm not telling you this from someone that hasn't. And I really hope y'all get through this because there is love obviously, but the communication is, it's like you guys are going like this, you know? And I I don't know if y'all, it sounds like talking at each other or not.
1: So Maurice and Kimmy, we love y'all so much. And soulmates, y'all make sure that y'all catch Love & Marriage Huntsville on Saturdays, 8, 7 central, on on. Coming up next, we're putting two of our soulmates in the hot seat to find out who is the super fan of TGIF. Stay tuned.
0: Welcome back. All the soulmates are going in on that last interview. Make sure if you missed it, make sure to run it back tomorrow when it repeats. All right, y'all soulmates. The super fans have sent their submissions, and today we're putting two lucky soulmates to the test to see if they really are super fans of TGIF. Are y'all ready for the hot seat? All right, each contestant will be asked, 10 trivia questions about the show and the host, and the person with the most correct answers will be crowned by a super fan. Soulmates, put your virtual hands together in the chat for our contestants, Mashika Moore and Lee Majors Baton. Yeah. Oh, Hello,
4: Shelby. Hey. 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 Well, nice on. to meet well, y'all. On. Thank y'all
1: for being with us, and thank y'all for watching our show.
4: Yes, of course. Thank you, Funky. Hello, Miss Claudia. I hope you feel better, honey. Thank you.
0: Thank you. you. Hey, let's get into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what makes you exactly a super fan. Uh, Mashika, let's start with you.
4: All right, Claudia. Well, my name is Mashika Moore. I am from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but now I live outside of Los Angeles, California. And what makes me a super fan is because you guys actually became my extended family during COVID. Miss Claudia, my goddess queen, darling. I <laughs> followed you from Out Loud with Claudia uh, with Claudia Jordan over here to TGIF. I'm a part of the funky bunch. And hello, my fellow lion, Miss Funky Eva Dolly. Okay,
1: yes. <laughs>
4: and the Reynolds. So I am a super fan because I've watched you guys from basically conception. COVID was a dark time, and you guys were that light for us. Like the hollering, the laughing, like I'll mm-hmm. falling out of his seat laughing. Mm-hmm. Like I became like you. You guys were my extended family. So mm-hmm. like. That was, that was, that was my thing. That was, that's how I became a super fan. I watch mm-hmm. you guys every day when I miss the live, because I be working chat. And then I catch the repeat the next day. So that's why I'm here to take Mr. Lee Majors down, darling. Mm-hmm. So get ready for the smoke.
0: Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Wait, Lee, what makes uh-oh. you the super fan? What makes you a super fan, Lee? Okay, real quick. Cause she can take a lot of her time. <laughs> <laughs> don't,
3: don't you try me. Not today, girl. Uh, Not me, girl, but uh, (laughs) I'm a super friend because, well, first of all, I'm out of Cincinnati, Ohio, representing uh, Central State University, a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Here we go. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry for you, Al, but I'm Funky Donnie. You've been with me from day one, and uh, you guys got me through the darkest time of my life because two years ago, I was on life support in a coma. And when I came out, I couldn't walk. I had to learn how to walk again and everything. And, and through laughter, y'all got me through the darkest time. So I want to thank you guys so much. That so much. Good. Thank you. Awesome. Thank,
1: thank awesome. you for that. Thank
0: you. Who y'all think is gonna win this
1: competition? Oh, I'm I'm going with my frat brother. I'm going with Lee Major's box no. all day long. Al? Don't I'll go with, with Machika. Go I'll
0: you go with Machika? <laughs> all right, y'all. The winner will be featured on the Fox Soul IG page. So you will be featured with all the soulmates looking at y'all. So, all right. Well, let's put uh, your fandom to the test. Mashika, ladies first. You Are you ready? Get into it. Let's get into it, Miss Claudia. Let's cue the music. Mashika, what radio personality was a part of the original cast of TGIF?
4: That would be Gary with
0: the T, darling. Very good. All right. (laughs) Mashika, which host is always lying about unlocking their better self? This would be my fellow Leo, Miss Funky Danita. (laughs) Mashika, name two game shows that I was a part of back in the day. Well,
4: let me get my briefcase, darling, and this is briefcase number nine, deal or no deal? Number one. And you were the originator from what we uh, gathered the other day of The Price is Right, darling. Uh, um, all right, Miss
1: Mashika, which host was a former e at Florida Memorial University?
4: Are we talking about getting my degree in economics, darling? That would be Miss Funky D'Aniva.
1: Mashika, which host Uh-oh. is always down to the bar with a Honda cars be?
4: OK. And th- that was them chicken wings, darling. That is Funky Zaniba.
1: Hey, Mashika, this is really going to test your super fandom. Who was our first guest on TGIF? Oh,
0: child. Dude, you know, I don't even remember.
4: I'm going to say Cynthia Bailey.
2: <sighs> oh. Mashika, what's the name of my red carpet segment? Is it called Al Takes on Hollywood or Al's Hollywood Highlights?
4: I think it's Al, cause you do take on Hollywood as a new resident of Los Angeles.
2: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> All right Mashika, what state did Claudia Jordan represent at the Miss USA pageant? of course Miss Island. All right all <laughs> right and last one for me Mashika which host moved from DC to Los Angeles
4: well I just gave that answer out that would
0: be you Mashika <laughs> 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 which host is a fan of the super evil side tooth missing Anita Baker
4: We know because I'm the part of
0: the Funky Bunch, and that would be Miss Funky Dyneva. Just kidding, Miss Anita. All (laughs) right, producers, what is Mashika's score? Let's add it up.
4: Eight.
0: Seven. Seven. All right. Lee Major, do you think you can top that? I'm going to give you the best I can. (laughs) Cue the music. Cue the music. Lee Major, name the award show that presented TGIF with their first award in 2022. The
3: NAACP Awards.
0: No. Oh, wow. The Truth Awards. Yes. Lee Major, which host enjoys getting an IV detox? Brother Funky Daniva. (laughs) Lee Major, which host has the most problems connecting with the internet?
3: Miss Claudia Jordan.
0: Okay, first of all, that-
1: <laughs> Lee Major, which host separates Miami from Florida? Brother. <laughs> all right, and moving right along, which host graduated from East Providence High School in 1951? Miss Claudia Jordan. <laughs> and last question for me, name one celebrity guest that co-hosted or filled in on TGIF. Miss uh,
2: Dr. Heather. All right, Lee Major, you are, all right, Lee Major, you're on, you on a roll now. Which host is always traveling to Aruba? Miss Claudia Jordan. All right, next question. Which host's foot resembles the number four? Brother, from No, 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 no,
4: no,
2: yeah. All right, Lee Major, which host is always gambling down at the casino? Uh, y'all gave him an- easy answers. We can't hear you. Huh? We can't hear you. You're on mute. And... Lee, you're on mute. I'm mute. You're, you're on, on mute, mute, Lee. Cha. We can't hear you. We he can't hear you. All right, we,
1: he gonna have the word. He gonna have the word. This this last answer. Wait, um
0: Lee, Lee, unclick the mute button. You're on mute. You're on mute. We can't hear you, Lee. Uh, you're on mute. Just get him out of the frame, child. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, y'all,
1: Soulmates, these are the bloopers that happen in live television. Anything <laughs> can go on at TGIF. All
0: right, Lee, um, what year did TGIF premiere on Soul? We'll give you an extra point. Hey, Lee, You you got to take yourself off mute, my brother. Okay. Go to the microphone where it says mute. Hit the up button. Or hit the microphone and you'll be off mute. There you go. Yeah. Jesus no, Christ. No. i never <laughs> the I
3: twenty-one.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm Lee okay. Major. What yes. producers, what is Lee Major Storm? It's the tie? Oh. I
4: got that last one. I got Claudia White. You did not
0: get it right. You were on I, mute. That's that's wrong. I didn't touch nothing. Boo. <laughs> Judges. Okay. All right. Um. Let's see. Who who was a famous roommate of Al Reynolds?
3: It's the tiebreaker. <laughs> hmm.
1: Four, three, two. All right, Masika. That's on you.
0: I'm gonna say his ex wife, Star Jones. Uh, <laughs> anybody else? Q, you got a question? A bonus question? Al, uh, you got a question? Uh, uh, uh. Bonus question.
1: What? <laughs> hell.
0: Yeah, I got one. Where did we all meet up that inspired <laughs> Cynthia Bailey's wedding? Cynthia Bailey's wedding.
4: Cynthia Bailey has started her wedding.
1: I said it first. Y'all you know what, y'all. This one is just hard. Both of them are winners. It is a
4: tie. Y'all,
3: yeah, give it up. and Lee Majors, y'all. Hey. Somebody put my phone on mute. I had the last question right. This was
0: a lot of fun. The winner of the hot seat in our first TG, TGF superfan is both. Um, TB said, y'all know black, fake folks take stuff seriously. Thank you so much to Masika and Lee Majors for being part of our first hot seat segment. To all our soulmates at home, keep watching. You never know when we're going to do this again. You might end up in the heart hot seat, seat, so know your stuff. Coming Come up, on. Coming up next, <laughs> uh, neighbors are left traumatized in Florida and later on the show. Find out what we would do in some crazy scenarios. Keep it locked. Thank you, soulmates. We appreciate y'all. Thank you. welcome back to tjf the soulmates are like thinking it's a big controversy here like who really won we'll have to have another round in the future all right you guys whether good bad ugly or just plain dumb the tea is always overflowing with the crazy news stories out of the state of florida that's why we're giving you the 411 in what the florida <clears throat> al I, I, would you like to take over this segment please could
2: you <laughs> Okay, homeowners in Florida are on the search for a group of teenagers who are going around, kicking in front doors and leaving neighbors traumatized. Now, the authorities believe this is part of a trending social media prank. All right, Funky, what you got to say about this and you crazy Floridians?
1: The first person though they kicked in, they- listen, I don't give a name if you're from Florida, Utah, or Montana. Uh, I I, you know, I know I'm supposed to be the defense attorney for Florida, but I'm throwing the game. Uh, I don't condone this and and I ain't got no money for the GoFundMe or something. It's because they should know better.
0: So, so we're going to take it easy on the state of Florida this show, but we will be back on Florida's ass in another show. Coming up <laughs> next, we're talking about different topics that got us saying, not me, girl. Keep it locked. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to the show. Soulmates, we can't slow down the chat. That's you guys because you're so active. You can scroll back up and slow down yourself. All right, y'all. Listen, we uh, hear crazy stories pretty much every day. In this next set of topics, God us saying, cute. Not me, girl.
1: Not a passenger, me, girl.
0: <laughs> a, passenger, a passenger on American Airlines flight tried to give her fellow passengers a warning b- before storming at the plane. Take a look.
4: But everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two but I am telling you right now, that that back there is not real.
0: Al, if your friend was doing this, are you going to support her and be like, oh, okay, or you going to say, not me, girl, what would you do?
2: I mean, th- this was sad. I mean, clearly she was having a mental breakdown. It reminded me of Heather Locklear that was having her mental breakdown, and and we caught her on, a, you know, caught her out in the streets wandering around. I wish somebody had recognized it and said, "Come here, let me talk to you." You know, there are techniques that you use to 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 calm someone down who's having a mental breakdown, and I just wish someone had helped her because that was embarrassing.
0: You look at cute, looking mischievous.
2: Now
1: I don't play with airplanes. I probably would have just aired on the side of caution if. I just would have, I mean, in the one-off chance that it was somebody sitting back to there, she saw that we didn't.
0: All right, y'all. Uh, I want to thank our special guests, Maurice and Kimmy Scott and Mashika Moore and Lee Major Baton for joining us tonight. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for tracks and tales. Sunny Lovin said uh, she had some good shrooms. And King Williams said, I would have been gone.
3: <laughs>
0: Thanks for oh, holding yeah. it down, fellas. And great show. Thanks for holding it down, you guys.
1: Good, you good, girl. You get better. See you later, soulmates.